You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to Ratchet Ramblings, your favorite black reality TV show, Shit Talking Podcast. I am one third of your host, Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter. And all I have to say is white men don't know what the fuck they be talking about. That's it. That's the tweet. And I'm joined by my friends and my co-hosts. And I'll throw it to Kelly. Bring the beat in. Yes. Hello, everybody. It's Candice. You know me on Twitter <clears throat> as Not So Newlywed PC. I'm London's mom. Um, I don't have any AKs, but I do want to say that white people walk like they trying to stomp through the earth's fucking core. You what? motherfuckers need to learn how to tiptoe. Y'all walk so motherfucking hard. We know you here. We can smell the wet dog. Mm. We're like, <laughs> you don't have to be clonking all through the motherfucking office making that noise. Good Lord. Like y'all got cement in y'all fucking shoes. <laughs> Sit your ass down and do your job. God damn. <clears throat> Smelling like old pepperoni. <laughs> um, I think that's it. I, like I said, I don't have any AKAs. We got four shows to cover, so I'm going to bring Beyonce on in so we could get the show on the road. What's up, y'all? Curtis the Menace in the place to be. And I don't want to do my AKAs. Only thing I'm going to say is leave me the fuck alone when I'm in Walmart. It's already bad enough that I'm in motherfucking Walmart. Okay. I am in Walmart. It is hard to find things. I don't know where the shit is. Leave me the fuck alone. Amen. When I am window shopping or whatever you want to call it, when you looking for something on the shelf, I make sure that there's plenty of space. Go around. Mm. Tell y'all memos and y'all aunties to go the fuck around. Girl, I was already here looking. You see me looking. Anyway, so we got four shows like my illustrious fan Candace said. So we will be covering Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, Growing Up Hip Hop Atlanta, Black and Crew Chicago, and Real Housewives of Potomac. So I will throw it to Michelle so we can get it cracking with Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Yes, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, season eight, episode 13, Spice World. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me get this on my chest. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I know I meant to throw it to you. Listen, Mona, Spice, mm-hmm. everybody involved. Fuck I yeah. am sick of the motherfucking bullshit. I cannot believe y'all have stretched this Trinidad trip to three fucking episodes for this fucking cellulite elephant to get on this stage and do that boo-boo ass fucking performance. I know y'all are fucking lying to me. Mm. We waited three episodes to see that. Played in our fucking face. Spice, you need your ass, but you deserve to have your face slapped. That's why I know you lying about being the queen of dance hall, bitch, because with that... And just like Candace said on the previous episode, you can't dance. Nope. Nope. Can't sing. Them can't songs were boo-boo. Your costume was trash. Your hair was trash. Your Everything. makeup was trash, bitch. Your body looked at trash, bitch. 
shit. Your black hypocrisy, bitch. Your costume hypocrisy, bitch. Your talent hypocrisy, bitch. That's what we need. A a song called Talent Hypocrisy. Mm -hmm. Because you a liar, you dumb bitch. Scam. You lie. Scammed you scammed them folks, bitch. I never believed you had talent. So mm-hmm. you ain't scammed me, bitch. I've been new. I've been new, you trash, bitch. I Googled you. Bitch, you didn't had 87 mixtapes and ain't had a number one yet in Jamaica, bitch. You ain't nobody's dance hall queen, bitch. Don't even say that out your mouth. Where's Patra when you need her, bitch? Pull up to her bumper and slap the shit out of her for lying. Please. Lying, bitch. With your yeah. ugly ass, bitch. You look like a Furby. And then that shit, she's gonna go to Ghana talking about, oh, yeah, I decided not to bleach my skin, girl. Girl, so what was the Because it was a fucking storyline. That's what I'm saying, bitch. You wasn't never gonna bleach your skin. You was gonna be ugly, light skin. But I feel like you knew that. (laughs) Dumb Mm -hmm. bitch. I went to Ghana. I saw so many beautiful black faces. Bitch, you from Jamaica. You ain't seen a lot of beautiful black faces there. Bitch, you in Atlanta. You ain't seen a lot of beautiful black faces there. The mm. black Mecca. Bitch, you mm. are a whole ass liar. You claim you didn't travel all over the world and it took Ghana for you to see some beautiful black faces. Like Curtis said, bitch, that was a storyline. Don't only sell that. that shit to somebody else. Not only that, but the fact that you went to Ghana where they openly praise skin bleaching, like you said, but then you scared to perform your song Black Hypocrisy. Help me understand. How does that make any fucking sense? Isn't it the whole thing? So it only applies to black Americans because you want to pop in America. It don't mm-hmm. apply to the Ghanaians when you was over there performing for them shaking that loose ass booty. Mm-hmm. Diaper booty, bitch. It just goes to show you. Full so, of shit. Fucking clowns. Full of shit. And all skin folks ain't kin folks. You know, a lot of them skin folks come from the islands. They be anti a black American as fuck. And spices and fuck black American, but you want black Americans to give you money and success and adoration. Mm. Bitch, eat a dick. Suffer. So, well, <clears throat> sorry, speaking I had to get that off my chest. No, it's fine. It's fine. Speaking of suffering, let's cover the rest of what we suffer through with this episode because it's boring as fuck. Um, so they pick up where they le- left off. These motherfuckers parted at the fest until Jesus and the Mexicans woke up. Um, Carly had already booked the boat trip. Most of them niggas were dead to the world. So only Carly, Boshita, Kurt, Tokyo, Mimi could go. Uh, they discussed Kendra and Jock little fight and Carly blames Mimi for bringing Pooh because Pooh started all this mess and Mimi and her confessionals like I'm tired of everybody blaming me well no bitch actually yes blame you because you had no business bringing the bitch um, if the glove fits Mimi mm, if the titties set then mm, to jail you must get <laughs> <laughs> you are doing amazing Curtis um and, and then Tokyo said she would like to see an alligator bite Kirk, which I too would like to see. Shut up, Tokyo. Because <laughs> if your fat ass get bit, them fucking alligators gonna get sick. So shut the fuck up. They're gonna be eating for weeks, though. Yeah. Nothing but That's blood. like if a no if nutrients. An alligator attack a, a hippo. Mm. My bad. <laughs> the circle. Of tone of, sh- of strife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, <buddy. laughs> Throwback. 
<laughs> Spice Girl in, in, in Gambia. <laughs> she go. I also speaking of speaking of Spice, fuck you, cause bitch, when you got the the Gam the Gambia, you said. They have billboards up for you and the people love you and shit. And girl, and and this is no shade to them, but girl, that's a semi-underdeveloped country. I know you fucking lying. What billboard they got, girl? Do they even have iTunes? (laughs) Listen, girl, you over there taking pictures with the monkeys, which I thought was a good brother-sister bonding moment, but it's still Oh. I mean... Too far? Okay, cool. All right. You said what you had to say. Oh, okay. I won't even call it too far. Well, well thank you, friend. Your support means everything. Um, <clears throat> it's like Gizmodo or some shit. I don't know. Fuck you, Spice. Fuck you. She looked like <laughs> she looked like if, if Donkey Kong got a GED and worked at McDonald's. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, all right, Diddy <clears throat> Kong went to beauty school. Yoshi <laughs> <laughs> got a wig. Yoshi's <laughs> got a wig. <laughs> we all roll today. Hypocrisy, bitch. Hypocrisy. <laughs> Bundles hypocrisy, bitch. Those are <laughs> closure hypocrisy. Yeah, listen. Uh, but back on the boat, <clears throat> they taking pictures. She kind of having the time of her ugly looking life. Um, and they taking pictures. Boshita phone conveniently dies, and she got to get Kirk phone, and she find the text messages between Kirk and Jasmine. And here we fucking go with this shit. Leave us alone, like just. My thing, bitch, you stayed with a nigga that went and fucked a stripper and had an outside baby. Not fucked the stripper. Let me take that back. Let's... You went you stayed with a nigga who was in a full-blown relationship with a stripper that resulted in a love child mm-hmm. between the two of them and outside your marriage, and mm-hmm. you still stay, bitch. You can't afford to be insecure. Either you forgive or you fucking don't. But trying mm-hmm. to dictate... That woman and that man trying to fucking co-parent the, their child that man, he has fuck. loved, he has loved since she was pregnant to the point where he refused to get a DNA test until you was about to divorce him. Girl, sit your stupid ass down. I ain't the same nigga. Jas- Jasmine and already had the best of Kirk, bitch. She didn't drove y'all cars, lived in y'all property, spent y'all's money. Mm. She didn't on that ugly ass nigga and that ugly ass black ass probably charred up dick like what are you upset about this this shit already didn't happen and he paying her child support but if something go on with that child she should be able to text Kirk fucking phone and say hey meet me at the emergency room he's not feeling well he has this school He, he just wanted to talk to you your son wanted to talk to you like girl the fact that Kurt had to at least per the show because we know how sometimes they fabricate this shit. The fact that Kurt had to get back the number of the mother of his child because his wife's so insecure about a nigga that DNA tested they child. I know you fucking lying, Rashida. Yeah. Like I know at its finest, but I just the thing that stuck stuck out to me on top of what y'all were saying is when Bambi came in trying to do oh, what she was talking about oh yeah because if 
whatever their child's name is sick. I'm not going to be texting him while he in the studio that she's sick and, and he we live in the same house. I'm like, how does how do you feel like that compares? She does not live in the same house and they have a rocky relationship. So if he's sick, how else would you know that he's sick? In your instance, Bammy, Scrappy going to know that y'all child is sick because he eventually going to come home to your ass and you're going to tell him that he was sick. How right. would Kirk know if his son was sick if Jasmine don't tell him? And the reason they ain't in communication is because bitch, riddle me that. Right. Looking like Kaya. Shut the fuck up, Bambi. Right. Bambi, you had a baby you with need to shut the fuck. You had listen. That's what I was going. You had a baby with little Scrappy after he was successful. Girl, shut the fuck up because you did a lot of him and hawing to get that motherfucker. And you should bad. be. Listen, because you should be thanking Erica for not wanting his ass no more. Because let's be a hundred percent. If Erica would have stayed and put up with scrappy shit, it wouldn't be no Bambi. Mm. The bam. It would have been the, the gone. Because you wouldn't be on And the- you giving the worst fucking advice because you and Scrappy don't y'all even refuse to talk to Erica when where Imani is concerned. Mm. Mm. So we already know what the fuck you on because you intimidated. Mm. But, but baby, don't worry because again, Erica got the best of Scrappy and you getting what's left, bitch. You don't have to be in the bed. That's what you're getting. You're getting, a bro- you're getting a broke foot and wings in the bed, girl. You just got to read it. in the motherfucking bed, bitch. Ain't no you crying. He trying to force you to have another baby and all this other shit. Keep your advice to your motherfucking self and mind yours. And the fact that y'all Rashida, I will swing you around by your sideburns, bitch. <laughs> and the fact that you bozo ass bitches let Mimi be the voice of reason, like girl, you gonna need to talk to to Jasmine because the most important thing is canon. Like, girl, imagine letting Mimi have a point. You a bozo ass bitch. And it's like Rashida, if you would just be honest and be like, it's a long, hard, difficult process. Healing to get over his yes, come on, Curtis, with this truth. Instead of sitting here acting like everything is all good and y'all, so, so all of the progress it looks like y'all made it was all fake. You still insecure. You still feel a way about it. And like I said, whatever episode that was, you just decided you don't want to be mad at the child no more. You want to be mad at her. You want to blame her. The shit is done. The sins have been committed. That little boy needs to be raised and he needs his father, his mother and his stepmother to be on one fucking accord. And at this point, y'all don't have nothing going on in y'all's relationship where you shouldn't at least be able to do that. You don't even have to talk to the girl. That woman should be able to reach out to Kirk when it's pertaining to their fucking child. And that's just the end of the conversation. But let me say this, Mona, I would pay good money for a spinoff episode or a few episodes where Rashida, Jasmine and Kirk is having a real discussion about what really went down because historically married men lie to single women about the nature of their marriage when they trying to fuck. Mm -hmm. You still don't know what all your husband was telling that girl for her to embark on a relationship with your husband. Mm -hmm. Full-blown relationship. Because yeah. I guarantee you what, he wasn't telling her how happily married he was and how he loved you and you the best thing that ever happened to him and you a hustler, you grind, you success. He wasn't telling her none of that shit. Not that me. man was feeding her a lot of sob stories, a lot of sorrow. My wife don't do this. My wife don't do that. 
you know, this, that, and the third. Like, I guarantee you, he gave Jasmine the impression that not that he would necessarily leave, but that he was truly unhappy. Even that, or he might have lied that they were separated, because that's another thing married niggas do. No, I remember all them seasons ago, like he didn't lie, but he was definitely selling her wolf tickets. Because remember uh, when she was talking about going into press and getting her baby shower dress and how Kirk gave her the money for it and told her to go in press and get it? Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Listen, your nigga, your husband trashed and been trashed, and you got all the smoke in the world for Jasmine telling her how she need to do this and do that. She did the work. She owned up to what the fuck she did with Kurt. She owned up to the situation. She has moved forward. She is raising that child that her and Kirk have together. She is not bothering y'all. She is not trying to be with your husband. She is not still trying to fuck on him and make his life a living hell. You need to get your motherfucking mind right. But you, I just know that it's a lot eating at you because Kirk has cheated on you so much. Yep. That you are insecure and you have a lot of internal issues. You are shit you, yourself. Yeah, and you taking it out on Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Because we can go way back to Kirk cheating in the hot tub. Mm. Mm. I mean, you taking it out on Jasmine is more respectable than what you was doing before and taking it out on Cannon. Yeah. still look the fuck stupid. And again, if you would just admit that, like you did, if you had done that way long time ago and just been like it's hard for me to to work through this you would have got some sympathy on that because i can't imagine trying to work through my husband cheating on me again embarrassing me in public again having another baby that's not mine again i'm sure it is weighing down on you heavily but that don't excuse your shitty ass behavior and that's just that on that. Let that man talk to that woman so that they can make sure that child is okay. Mm-hmm. And that's that on that. It's heavy as them bangs on your motherfucking head, Rashida. Um, tra- transitioning back to Atlanta, uh, Shay Mac meet up with Sierra. She been taking care of the nigga that she shot. Um, <laughs> she she tells Sierra that Scrap got a crush on her, which we already knew. Which you know, Scrap got a thing for bozos, but then he won too, so it it, it fits. Uh, Sierra tells Shay Mac about the mean she messed up with Outbar V, then enters Outbar V. Her and Sierra get to fighting. Um, now I have to say, Sierra still trash. Well, actually, both of them trash. Um, but she got a point about how slimy Stevie J is business wise and that you shouldn't trust that nigga. I mean, we have plenty of examples over that o- over the years, but that's not what the fuck you brought up at that meeting. You brought up some shit that wasn't your fucking business. Like oh. if I bought your bitch and you rightfully know that Stevie J is a slimy businessman, you wait until after that meeting be like, girl. Like you did the absolute most because the fact that you that Akbar told you she was having a business meeting and you decided just because you saw Stevie that it must not be a business meeting and you can just come and take over the conversation. Like You need your ass beat for that. You also need to stop playing in my face, acting like you have a backbone, because as much of a bozo as Akbar V is, I'm sure she would mop the motherfucking gym floor with your ass. Absolutely. 
Right. <clears throat> Absolutely. Act like you can actually fight, throwing water and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you should be so glad security stepped in, bitch. Because Shay Mack would have really get beat up. Mm-hmm. She stood there, sat down, letting them argue. Shay Mack, her, her soccer Mack was like, my name's all. That's between y'all. And I'm sorry, uh, you breezed through it real quick. I just want to say, Shay Mack, you did all that motherfucking performing. You ain't did nothing but shoot that nigga in the pinky toe. <laughs> Y'all acted like that nigga was in ICU. Listen, yeah. dropping that motherfucking baby off. Bitch, you could have took that little bit. You could have took Gingy to the hospital. They released his ass that same night. Girl, fuck you. Girl, yeah, you act like that nigga was in Akbar V status. Like he had bullet fragments in his motherfucking brain. Girl. Like he was Murphy from Robocop. Girl. All that fucking performing. And he's sitting on the stoop, fully clothed, ain't even limping. Fuck out of here. Correct. Now, what I will say about Arbor V is that Middle Mario can go to hell. Talking about Steve who ain't gonna take advantage of her because she a real rapper with talent and she a real ass bitch. Girl, you are neither of those things. I would like to see. I would yeah. even a real you ain't even a real parent. I know you fucking lying. Mm. Ain't a real bitch, ain't a real parent, ain't a real rapper, just a real dummy. Right. You got real metal in your head. That's it. Goddamn shrapnel cranial having ass motherfucking bitch. Lieutenant Dan. What pissed me off was that. You got shrapnel. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch got the chaos emerald clinking around. (laughs) Oh, Dr. Eggman ass bitch. Bink, 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 bink. I just, I'm like, girl, the fact that you, the fact that you even halfway agree with Sierra points, like, okay, this nigga might be trash, but I'm the special bitch that he ain't gonna, he ain't, he ain't gonna fuck over because I'm me and them other bitches is you. Girl, <clears throat> what? Like, he can't even, well, I won't say he can't, well, you know, he probably can't fuck you now because Faith will kill his ass, but he gonna fuck on you, he gonna fuck over you even more because he can't fuck you. Right, but it's just gonna be all business. You're gonna get fucked either way, right. and you shouldn't trust Herm's uh shady ass either. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because whatever fortune and fame and whatever he's amassed, you can tell by by his character that he achieved it by being trash. <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, look at his wife, and then he paid for her to look like that. <laughs> that part. So I was like, it looked like Ronnie. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So boy, our D ass looking hoe. So as for as real as you claim to be, Alvavi, you you don't have no real discernment. But I mean, you are a deadbeat, so you know that Correct. goes without saying. And tri- transition back to Trinidad. These speaking of poo, so these bozo ass bitches still arguing about this Carl and poo shit and. And Kendra, first of all, this bitch Kendra go hat. We see, I guess, behind the scenes or whatever. For this bitch done talked to Pooh and I had a woman to woman with Pooh, and now she ain't mad at Pooh no more, but she's still mad at Jocelyn. Girl, was it just me? <laughs> Did Kendra have a mustache when they was out? She mm-hmm. do got a mustache, furry bitch. I was like, wait. That's the only thing I remember for them from that scene. So I'm sorry. That's all I have to offer. 
That's fine. That's fine. Bitch, but, like Teen Wolf. Like, God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but in summary, these bitches led by Kendra's stupid ass have the brilliant idea of settling this Carly Poo shit with a lie detector test. And I want all of you to leave us the fuck alone. I, ooh, listen, and, and I have to hold on. We, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. We don't care, and that's exactly what Shekinah said. Why the fuck do any of y'all care? Like, what is, why are we arguing? Shekana, like, y'all two old-ass bitches. If your shit happened, okay, cool. If the shit didn't happen, okay, cool. Why are we arguing about this shit? Still. Who cares? And so, so that was it, because the next thing we kind of, Dragged and by we, I mean Curtis to Candace. Y'all dragged that at the beginning of the segment, so that was this boring ass episode of Love and Hip Hop. This the last episode. Was this like the season finale? Uh, no, hell no. I don't even think it's close. No, I we think it's like thirteen. We got to be close. I f- don't break my heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's a couple more episodes left. Mm. Mona, you don't play it in our fucking face, girl. Fuck you. Like in typical fashion with these shows, when they take that trip in the later part of the season, when they done with the trip, that needs to be the end of the season. We do not need to go back to their home for more episodes. I don't know why y'all keep doing this. This should have been it. Cause half these bitches ain't even did shit all season. Shekinah ain't did shit all season, but look like Mrs. Pac-Man with braces. Yo ain't did shit but look like a mound of mashed potatoes. Mimi ain't did shit but drag shitty booty poo all over the motherfucking place. Sierra ain't did shit but almost get her ass beat on several occasions. Stevie don't even show up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, why are we still doing this? Like, let's put this out to pasture. And I don't think we talked about it since we transitioning real quick. The rumor that came out about Love and Hip Hop Miami being canceled. Um, excuse me, Mona Me Productions. Um, the list of cancellations, if that's the route you're going to go, is the original Love and Hip Hop needs to be first on the chopping block. Yeah. I would much rather see Trick Daddy look like Pooh and Trina doing whatever she doing than have to suffer through Love and Hip Hop New York, even with Joey being on there as fine as he is. Like that's how bad Love and Hip Hop New York is. That should have been on the chopping block, but we'll see what's what. Because I don't know if I saw any real confirmation about Love and Hip Hop. I've been I've been trying to keep up. I haven't seen anything. Yeah, so it might have just been Twitter killing the franchise like they be killing celebrities over and over again. Yeah. Well, that's that. <clears throat> I throw it to Kelly. Come on with the second verse. Yes, here we go. So, growing up, <laughs> no, so growing up, hip hop Atlanta is back. Um, and I saw the sneak preview, so I pretty much knew what the first episode was gonna be about. But uh, season three, episode one, bow after lockup. Um, <laughs> this goes back to the Kiyomi and Bow Wow shit that happened. Uh, was this Super Bowl weekend? I think it was Super Bowl weekend in Atlanta. And um was that wasn't that where the last Super Bowl was at? In Atlanta? Yeah, where was the last Super Bowl? I 
Was it? I thought it was Minnesota. In Minnesota? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but we all we talked about it in previous episodes. Bow Wow and Kiyomi were both arrested for battery against each other. Um, and slowly but surely, uh, mug shots, uh, medical reports, uh, elevator footage leaked out, and it showed so Kiyomi beat Bow Wow ass. That's first and foremost. Yeah. She scratched him up, she bit him, she knocked him in the head with a lamp. I want to say this was in Atlanta during something because they were saying like this happened in Bow Wow's apartment or penthouse or some shit. Yeah, I do remember. Uh, <clears throat> but the Super Bowl was in Atlanta this past year, so it could have been okay. weekend. Okay. Um, and what? she really whooped his ass. Um, but elevator footage shows Bow Wow basically gaslighting her, like in her face, screaming at her, grabbing on her. Whoever's in the elevator with him is trying to pull him away. Um, so it leaves everything up in the air on who was the true aggressor, but we know who won the fight. Mm -hmm. And that's what I will say. And I like, I don't have any true smoke for Kiyomi because the way he was acting in that elevator, she did what the fuck she had to do. Mm. Yeah. Because he damn sure looked like he was trying, he would he was gonna beat her ass when they was off that elevator. Um, so this season opens up and everybody's talking about it, whispering about it. And let me just say this: Ayana, she is a typical dumb bitch that's cute. I've never known Bow to hit a man. Most people don't suspect that abusers are abusers because behind in you know, behind closed doors, they do all their damage, but in front of everybody else, you would never be able to guess it. Mm -hmm. So we don't know how much of the violent history Bow Wow and Kiyomi have had because we likely, he's not shown that side of him in front of people. Um, But Deb Atney, who's the ends up like being the voice of reason is like, I believe women first until otherwise is proven. And, uh, JD's daughter, shout out to her. She was like the injuries Bow Wow got looked like Kiyomi was trying to defend herself or get away from him. Because typically you're not using biting as a first method of attack. If you are beating somebody's ass, right? Like you bite somebody to get them off of you. So that was that. And what was interesting was Deb had a sit down with Bow Wow's mom and she like Bow Wow's mom is basically defending it. And Deb was like, hold on girl. I know that's your son and everything, but your son can be wrong. Your son can be an abuser, but what you need to do is take a step back and let your son be a man and let him go through the motions of this shit since it's what he got himself into. Because everybody told him to leave, to let the shit go with Kiyomi in the relationship, and he didn't. So he needs to go through this on his own. You can sit back, you can watch, you can pay attention, but you need to take your hands off of it because you're not seeing the picture clearly because you biased because it's your son and that. And most mamas like that think they sons can do no wrong. Right, I was going to say, not only is she biased, it's an extra little because, and we've talked about this before, she's babied him. Like, Bow Wow's a whole ass mama's boy. So it's even it's even more 
in the trench that she is for her damn son. It's like the part of the reason he is the way he is because you done had he, he, <laughs> your titty in his mouth for his whole fucking life. And he's a grown ass man. And you still got his titty in your mouth. Pretty much. <clears throat> and I mean, it is what it is for me. Like a part of me feel like, you know, maybe in the house, Kiyomi could have initiated it. But based on that, looking at the elevator footage, it looks like Bow Wow was instigating he was being the aggressor and then he got his little ass whooped and that's just that on that so yep. and and the brat and you know that bitch get on my nerves real bad <sighs> but the brat made some good points she's like why did you even go up there to argue with her that's my house you drove her to your house you could have drove her to her house you could have called the, she could have called the uber and got the fuck on you made the conscious mm. effort when she, you claim she got drunk at the club, came back, got aggressive, wanted to argue, you still made the conscious decision to allow her into your vehicle. Y'all argued in the car the whole time, drove to your house, and then kept kept it going. Why didn't you leave her? Why didn't you drop her off somewhere or have her taken somewhere and away from you if you knew what, what was about to happen when she had too much to drink? Like a, you a man grow up, make better decisions for yourself. Kiyomi don't got shit to lose. She ain't that she famous. Cause you made her famous. Yep. Kiyomi Brad makes her. a point. Like you have more to lose than this bitch. Yep. Like the, the main thing that I took away from the episode as far as Bow Wow is that he not taking this serious. Like he He's really not taking, like, yeah. well, I didn't technically hit her, so there's no way I can be caught wrong or anything. Only to fast forward to the end of the episode and you looking stupid because the lawyer is like, listen, you we have some some obstacles. Absolutely. And not only that, Bow Wow is around our age he's in his 30s mm -hmm. you have a child you are too fucking old to not be holding yourself accountable for the situations that you land in yep this was yep. completely avoidable yep this but was absolutely avoidable and now right. here you are with your legacy on the brink of being tainted because once you labeled as somebody that hits women that label does not come off Nope. Axe our, our good Gucci uh, Joe Button. He's done a 360. He will never shake off the label for the shit that the label he's attained as like an abuser for the way he's treated women in the past. Once it's there, it's there. And yep. Brett, the Brett made an excellent point. She said when the court of public opinion decides you guilty, you guilty. That part. Mm-hmm. So but it's like you say, he don't take nothing seriously. But taking, I did. I went to therapy. I did the work. You ain't did shit, bitch. Right. I said that for my soul. You ain't did a motherfucking thing. Cause here we saw we saw the beautiful bean footage of when you went to therapy on this show and you weren't taking and it you, seriously and you needed to keep going. That part. But again, I'm looking. I, 
I'm looking forward to seeing how this shakes out for Bow Wow, but I hope this is not the whole storyline because if it is, I'm not, we're not, we're not going to be discussing growing up hip hop Atlanta on this show. <laughs> well, uh, well, we, we could read up on the shit that's going on now with Bow Wow. We don't, if that's your whole claim to fame, keep it. Um, because I want to see what's going on with R. Kelly wife. Now that his ass is like, now that he's losing everything, she's finally free to talk, and mm. I'm happy for her. Also, she's slim thick than a motherfucker. That little ass be moving, don't it? Mm. Um, I'm glad she's having an opportunity to get some of her truth out. Um, when she said that R. Kelly dislocated both of the shoulders, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Like I probably I believe like not only is she slim, she looks petite, like she like she's short. So to know mm. that that motherfucker was in it, like come on, like he needs to rot. And I'm glad she has the opportunity to um, speak now because when she was on that VH1 show, she had like a, a pretty much had a gag order on him, on her from him. But now she's um, able to speak freely and, you know, tell some of her truth. Um, she says that her kids are doing well. We are, I am happy. We are all happy that she got that six-figure back child support that she was owed. Mm -hmm. And she, it even mm -hmm. sounded like she said she gave some, a lot of it to her kids because that's their money. That was for them. Um, that like, what was it, like $167,000 he owed her in back child support? That's all yeah. She got that money. She's got steady work with her, <clears throat> with her dancing. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing her storyline now that she could really talk about how, you know, what some of the shit that really went on and her moving forward. And I hope it would be nice if she could get a chance to see her, kids, uh, especially the trans one. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would like to see the, the. I think it's a trans girl living as a boy if i'm not mistaken a trans girl that's a boy now living his life you know as a man so and i can't remember his name but i really uh hope we get a chance to see that if i'm if i'm not mistaken didn't our killer disown the child because of that not really but the uh but he said the son said that when he transitioned um r kelly basically didn't have very much to do with him so while he never came out and said it oh he did say some shit like oh it's just a phase like i read i looked into it when we first learned about it with the uh with that docuseries from lifetime yeah. um i read it on twitter yeah he, he said some shit like oh it's it's just a phase or some dumb shit like that yeah. um damn, it's, it's just the lives of which r kelly is a trash ass nigga god damn Indeed. Um, so I'm glad to see Andrea on the show. She's got good energy too. I know a lot of people kind of like said she knew everything he was that was going on with him and shit, but this how I know that uh, and and I'm happy that a lot of you don't really know how abusers work because you haven't really been under the thumb of an abuser. That's a blessing, but abusers hide abuse really well, and abusers instill fear 
and their and the victims really well. Like I absolutely believe she didn't really know how disgusting he was because he was keeping her completely separate from these other women. Not only that, but I can see not there not being much that she can do when she's being abused too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was just about to say that. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad to see her on the show. Tammy and Waka, please leave us alone. <laughs> I, why is she such a bozo? I just, what are you, listen, I'm not telling you not to celebrate five years of being married. I'm not telling you to renew your vows. What I'm telling you is we don't need a motherfucking watch party. The motherfuckers who was there sainted. <laughs> like, that was weird to me. Like, you got the same people at this watch party that was at your fucking vow renewal, girl. Get a grip. Just to watch the video. If you don't send them that link to their fucking email and get on with your life. Listen. Leave us the fuck alone. And why Uh, is so weird about him being retired? Like, Yeah, that was... Especially because he still is getting to the bag with, like, touring and performances. But I'm like, so, I mean, it's clear that y'all didn't have a conversation and outline what it means for him to be retired. But yeah. Common Sense is going to tell you there's a whole lot of retired artists. They retired from making music, but they still tour and perform their old music. Yeah. Well, like You really thought that he was going to be sitting at home all day taking care of y'all kids. And y'all way too fucking old for that. That well, is your kid because y'all ain't got no kids together. And then that was the other thing. Well, not old, too young. Y'all too young to just be sitting up playing, like not doing shit. Right. Well, because from what I could tell, she wants him to be at home being a stay-at-home dad while she try to get her music career popping. Which girl? Which girl? Y'all have more than enough money to have a nanny if that's what if that's the case. But let that man tour and do what he gonna be doing. And I'm still trying to all of this talk about twins. How? Whose sperm yeah. are y'all using? Because Be did y'all forget me. his walkers wasn't flocking? Okay. Like, low sperm count. Like it don't matter how you get that baby gravy out of there. It's not makes no baby. Correct. <laughs> the gravy uh, is too thin. Yeah. Pass. But yeah, we're gonna see her being a this season over that and losing her temper and just doing the fucking most. So that should be shitty to watch. Uh shout out to Deb for doing a boot camp for new artists. Yeah. Um because <laughs> in the in like I really feel like a lot of new artists really don't understand the industry. Um, C Cardi B development like they use. Yeah, C C Cardi. Yeah, C Cardi B. Um, it is taking her so much to adjust to fame, and Mm she's doing a very good job at it. She's had so many blips and slip ups where she needed to apologize, explain herself, and so. So I feel like what Deb is doing will help a lot of new artists, even if they don't become Cardi B size stars, even if they get a little fame, they'll know how to move in the industry and protect their best interests. Mm-hmm. Um, because by the graces of God will not. So we, so we feel at the moment, we haven't heard anything otherwise, but Cardi has a good team. And so she's not, being robbed blind and shit like that. 
But I really hope that Deb's, you know, boot camp includes understanding your money, you know, understanding mm-hmm. your finances, understanding where it's going, you know, shit like that. And getting uh Andrea involved about the my bad, about the sexy part and learning how to present sex appeal without, you know, looking like a porn star and things like that. So uh I am not upset at the season premiere, but I, like I said, if it's going to be a bunch of what's going on with Bow Wow case, I probably will watch it, but not discuss it on the show. Cause I feel like that's a waste of time. Cause y'all can Google what's going on with Bow Wow's case with Keon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't need to, hear to talk about that. So that, I think that's it for love and hip hop. I mean, for growing up hip hop Atlanta, sorry. And love and hip hop. And before we get to the last two shows, we are going to take a break. And we will be back after the jump. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com slash store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com slash FlawlessNoises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, coworkers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. So we're back, and you still about to hear my goddamn mouth. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I volunteered as, as tribute to do growing up hip-hop. Um, but Black Ink Chicago... Uh, this is I don't know the name of this episode, honestly. Ryanology. Oh yeah, Ryanology. That doesn't match what happened on the show. It's le- something I, that Lily said in one of her confessionals. Um, ew. Right. right. So Van is listen. The check <laughs> gotta be good because. Van has no business running that shop. And to me, it almost feels like he's trying to sabotage the Nine Mag brand. And I wish Ryan had taken his name off of it. Because you can't, I like, I literally do not believe that somebody who hemmed and hauled and screamed and cried and fought and pushed and pulled to have some say so in the Nine Mag brand is running that shop this poorly. Like, yeah. it's it, it just does not add up to me. Yeah. So I feel like he's trying to get back at Ryan and maybe try to ruin the old Nine Mag because when 
when you wasn't the boss, even you wasn't carrying on like this. Like you knew better. Right. Like the shop was clean. There was an there was a a greeter. There was a shop manager. You know, shit was getting done. Now under you, the water is off. The heat is broken. The door broke. Uh, the door is fucking broke and like running off clients running off clients those two white women came in there looking for that white guy that looked like slim shady and your your artist she's like can i see a portfolio this motherfucker gonna tell her just look up my instagram no bitch pull up your own instagram if that's what you consider your portfolio she said you should have you you should have yeah and the tattoos wasn't that bomb talking about I do some of everything. No, you don't do anything well. Yeah, that part. And also, I don't want no nigga nicknamed Steak Tacos around me. Get from around me. Listen, every single one of them niggas at that table look like they don't wash their legs. Mm-mm. They don't. And they got um, so disrespectful so quickly. And I'm like, these are these are potential customers. Like, what are y'all doing? They gave me sexual assault vibes. Mm. Oh, absolutely! Like I feel like they sexually assault women. They look like it. Like I don't want to put a, a a look to it, but I mean, if you had to, you had. If, to. I don't even think it's the look. I think it's it's the behavior. The 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 behavior. The 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 energy they give off. It's yeah, so they look like just regular normal, and that's the thing about it too. And I'm glad that, that you said it the way that you did. And we can lay it out just a bit before we move on. Because the thing about it is dudes that sexually assault women look like every other nigga. They don't have a look. Yeah. The behavior that you need to watch out for. Those red flags. Because they look like regular ass niggas that hang out in a barbershop. They just happen to be hanging out in a tattoo shop. But that vibe, the way that they interact with each other and then seeing how they interact with women, seeing how they want to throw a broom in every woman's face. Yeah. That's yeah. what that's what's giving you that that impression. Because as much how they look though, because they just look like normal trash ass, barely bathing ass niggas. Cause as much as Charmaine was a bozo throwing her broom at her and telling her to sweep, I'm like, well, nigga, you can do that yourself. Like, what is that's what my because that's what my thing. I was like, so it's four of y'all sitting at this table, and none of y'all do tattoos, or one of y'all do tattoos. I waited till a woman walked in to talk shit. And waited till the woman took walked in talking about, oh, clean up. Why y'all can't clean up behind y'all selves? Y'all are Absolutely. at work. Y'all are men. Let y'all are grown ass men. And just Make it dirty like that and not clean up behind yourself. Making it dirty on purpose. On purpose. Exactly. Disgusting for no reason. And then for Van, I'm like, you sitting here talking all this shit about you know what you're doing and you want absolute loyalty, but you're not running the business side of the shop. Talking about it's going to be how it was. We're going to take care of business and have fun. But all of the minute details of the business that you need to be taken care of that you took for granted that Ryan did, you flat out refusing to do. Why does the shop not have toilet paper? Why does the, the shop not have water for the customers? The the bare essentials. The bare minimum. You don't sweep. You don't clean up. All Why is y'all motherfucking like couch sitting on cinder blocks? Y'all have done everything under the sun on that couch. Get rid of that motherfucker. Put some chairs in that waiting area and get it the fuck together. Yes. And also, y'all are disgusting. I would let me tell you something. I know it smells like hepatitis in there. 
and ragu. Like I ragatitis. Like I know it smells disgusting in there. Like and I, it's and I'm petty, but I said it in a group chat. Like the nine stands for the number of tetanus shots you gonna need if you let somebody from the old nine mag give you a tattoo in that shop. Did <laughs> you see how dirty those boobs are, man? Please, those Absolutely. that it looked fucking disgusting. <clears throat> and it's what y'all deserve because y'all had so much to say about Ryan. And and I I also have to pull Vance whole card in his confessionals talking about. For years, Ryan had a lot of people challenging him and throwing dirt on his name about the way he he ran things. And I'm like, well, ain't you that nigga? Man Listen, I was like, I know you fucking lying, man. You, you one of the main I, niggas. It's you. I just, it's you. I want to assume that they had to keep Lily on the show somehow because she has a contract. And I'm sure those contracts a lot of them are not like for are maybe multiple seasons or like, I'm sure they don't negotiate season to seasons, uh, especially for like your lilies and your, your juniors and shit. So I'm going to assume maybe that's why they had to figure out a way to keep her on the show because of her contract. But I like, I, my stomach dropped when Ryan interviewed her and then uh, brought her back. I was like, well, I liked the interview part. Because I liked us getting to see that the collective did not fuck with her. Yeah. And I feel like that's going to come back to bite Ryan in the ass later in the season. Because you're talking about everything is vibes and, and we move as a unit. Well, the unit was not feeling her. At all. And you turned around and gave her the job anyway. Mm-hmm. Only for her to turn around and immediately go talk shit. She could have went in there, got her stuff, and left. Mm-hmm. But she actively chose to go in there talking shit, and starting shit. And that that one dude, he that one dude, um, when she was doing the little interview process, was like, "Lily, I've heard you say everything about everybody else, but no accountability for yourself and your actions." And she got mad. She couldn't take. Mm-hmm. Just like she always do. But the the most disappointing thing about well, there's two things that Ryan disappointed me with on this episode. And Candace, you touched on it a little bit already, in that if you were going to keep that other shop associated with Nine Mag, you cannot be completely hands off because whatever they're doing in that shop is a representation of you. Everyone exactly. knows that we see on the show that you still own both shops. So yep. let for you to sit there on your high horse and let them run that other shop into the ground when it bears your name and is a fruit of your reputation, that was really disappointing to me. Like, I get you don't want to be associated with their drama and how they treat you and all that stuff. We talking business. You cannot be a businessman and letting your shit flop like that. Right. And that's what his um, that assistant, that white girl said. Yeah, she was like, like, we not gonna like we still because you think about it, you walking around Chicago with a nine mag shirt, people know you work at nine mag, they're not just gonna associate you with the the VIP inside, they're gonna associate you with both. And most people are probably not even a, even aware of the VIP shop. So when right. they see you with a nine mag shirt, they're gonna automatically associate you with that trash on the outside. Mm-hmm. And I just was hoping that you were a better businessman than that. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? This will happen when you don't have the right motherfuckers punching that gooch. But anyway. Absolutely. Like you, like you, you broke your neck to get away from those old people and still are keeping your name attached to it. That makes absolutely no sense. You don't need the check from Van that bad. Nope. Right? You doing the fucking most trying to feel like you got workers and you a boss, but this is a terrible decision. Because like Curtis said, if your name, your brand is still attached to something, you still have to keep it up. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you the legal owner. So you ultimately are responsible for what goes on in that shop as much as you don't want to be. Like I yeah. see what you're doing. You setting it up because you want them to. You want them to have someone else to blame so that they can. Well, I don't know if they're gonna be able to see it because they're stupid. But you want you want it to be able to. You want it to be plain that it wasn't you. It was them. We mm -hmm. get that. But you trying to make that point should not come at the expense of your reputation because that shop in the front that everybody knows about and is associated with associates it with you run it being run into the ground like that just does not that's not boss moves at all ryan that shit disappointed me so bad and the other thing about it that disappointed me is with the lily shit because not once right, have we going ryan properly address lily using the n-word and that's mm -hmm. my biggest issue with him giving her that fucking job mm -hmm. yeah like, cause it's not environment, it's not energy, because we see the motherfucking pinto bean footage. I got a, I got a problem with Big Fish not addressing it. Like, this is a predominantly black cast. <clears throat> mm -hmm. The audience watching is city. predominantly black in a black ass city. Yep. And y'all, everybody just turning a blind eye to the shit, except for motherfuckers that we don't need their opinion on it. I don't give a fuck with Charmaine or Van talking about. But at some point, it should have been a conversation with that fucking girl. Like, hey, you can't use that word and still film. Right. Period. Right. You cannot use it. And if y'all had a backbone about it, you would say, we have clocked that you only say it when you mad at a black person. Even more so, even more reason why you should not be saying it. And you will not be filming this show using that word. That's your one and only warning. Right. And the fact that we don't see you giving her that check before you gave her that job, like how are you going to bring her into a shop with all of these black people that are not familiar with her? You know, she got historically has behavior problems and you're not going to address the shit. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I do not believe for a second because, you know, when he was like, you know, I told them everything that happened there aware. you're not going to tell yeah, me. I, you told, left them, out that nigga you part. told them niggas that she was saying nigga. And that's why she got clocked and got put on break. Yeah, I just okay with it. Like, okay, well, we just gonna take it at face value. There's no way one of them motherfuckers, especially that one dude who clocked her, would have said, So uh what's this that we hear about you using the N-word? Well, we know Ryan didn't tell them about it because even when that shit happened, Ryan said not only his confessionals, but on the when the episode happened, like he don't really give a fuck that she's saying nigga. He said that on that episode when yep. she got beat. Well, I and that's my that. issue, and that's yeah. why black people who take that position you dangerous to the rest of us because they don't care about what the majority is saying they're gonna focus on that one person that's giving them a pass and not only are you giving her a pass you're giving her a job you're giving her power and yep. not once has she had to sit down and <clears throat> wallow in that and learn that lesson 
And not only that, he hires her back. What does bad, built, messy, funky bitch go do? Run to that other shop, talking shit, creating problems. How are you just getting hired back to a job and creating havoc again? Mm-hmm. After again. coming back from suspension for being racist, you gonna go antagonize the black people? But the, but we but we supposed to believe with that, that, that square ass butt. <clears throat> Fuck you, bitch. Like I I I don't have no like, and I I fuck with Ryan, but I don't fuck with him on this. No. And he could eat shit because of it. Correct. Right. Um. And this is a quick note. We don't even have to dwell on it. I've never been so disgusted seeing motherfuckers eating my life. Like <laughs> them Chicago real niggas in van. Like they eat how I expected them to eat, but it's still disgusting. Yeah. Like y'all they, are some fucking animals. Y'all need like, to y'all need to be locked up. It's like you know nature's scary, but when you see it, you still be like, damn, nature's yeah. scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, where's where's the FBI when you need them? They like um, this record. <laughs> oh, you know, uh, he be eating tri tips in bed. <laughs> Uh, four. You dumbass. Oh. <laughs> Another Ooh, four. I think that's the, the for me for this episode was just disappointment. Four is a fucking goofy. Yeah, and he is a classic self sabotager. Mm-hmm. There is no way, no, 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 no way I would have turned down that check from the WNBA and an opportunity to have my music heard. At every fucking home game that they play, here have my voice be heard, and 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 probably a fucking opportunity to come and perform the song. No, she said that he, they they would bring him to perform at halftime. She said Listen. that, and he was, like, he was like every every game. She was like, no, not every game, idiot. I'm embarrassed for him, and this is why. Like, this is a good. Uh, a good showing of the haves and the have nots. Cause he's a have not mm-hmm. because anybody who really, really wanted it. Oh my God. They would have jumped on that. So can we talk, oh my God. can we stop right here for just a second friend? Because you've touched on something that I have not said out loud, but I felt for a while and that I don't think four is really as hungry for this music shit as he tried to make it seem. No, nope. he's not. Because every opportunity you, that you get to propel yourself further, you squander you it. On it. Listen, I'm going to say this. I truly believe for realized when he realized how popular NIMAG Chicago was, he was like, let me try to do this music shit and get, get my bread. But until up until then, no, I don't think Ford truly gave a fuck about music. I don't think Ford truly gives a fuck now. Yeah, I because don't like you, <clears throat> a fucking imagine back in the day, somebody them coming to Jay Z and asking him to rework one of his songs so it could be the theme song for the New York Knicks. And he said, "Him no. saying no, I don't want to change my lyrics. I feel like it's 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 the, it's a whole different song, you idiot." They're not First telling of all, you to the, literally the original, mix shot. The they saying take the, the same melody and idea and make it Skytown. 
That's a whole First of all, song. That song ain't even that fire for him At to all. be acting like that. that part. He's not he's not that great of an artist to carry on the way that he does. That and he needs part. a better manager because if he had a good manager, he would have got cussed the fuck out. Like, and nah, you're you right gonna you gonna fucking do the song, and that's just that. We know he wasn't serious and he was a bozo because he fumbled the bag with London on the track. Yeah, twice, twice, <laughs> twice. Got a second opportunity and still squandered it. And then let them niggas come to Jamaica and and fuck the rest of it to to death. Then yep. turn around and lose your girlfriend and all the shit. Yep. Like so, that's what you need. You need somebody in your corner. You need you need a manager and not just someone to manage your career. You probably need somebody to help you manage your yeah, life for a little you need while. A life coach. Mm-hmm. For real. For yeah. real. Because like the, the, the decisions shit. that you are making are just like, like you said, Candace, just completely self sabotaging, and it really makes no sense. Because you sit on here and you cry about wanting to to pop and make it in music, and then again, you don't do shit when people try to help your ass out. Imagine fumbling that bag and that opportunity because you don't want to change one lyric in a fucking song that ain't even really that fire to be. They're not even telling you to change the lyrics to your song. No, they they sent you the lyrics to do to the. They sent you. They sent him the new lyrics. All he needed to do was record it to the Shy Town beat. Now, though, I will say. If he takes his craft serious, I could see him feeling the way about them writing the song for him. That, but he, he, he could have called them up and like, I got some better ideas for lyrics. Uh, for like, song. I got it. Like, y'all don't like what I do. Just wait till you hear it. Right. Yeah. You ain't even do that. You sit up there and you let your manager talk you out of it. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't understand that. If Nikki was around, you would not have done that. At all. Mm. You a bozo. And Good. it's fuck you for that. And yeah. if and 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 you don't even have a clean place to do tattoos like you don't really have no backup plan on top of everything else then you choose to work in the in the old nasty shop right you don't want to grind nothing towards overhead right and you don't want to do the new process process of how they run things because you feel feel like you should be doing be giving favors because y'all boys yeah. Well, we when he kept the old shop, okay, but you know that this is a new shop, so why are you expecting favor and handouts when you've like, been having a favor? A clean, safe, stable place for you to work, and with all of the mental health issues that you could have going on, that's what the fuck your ass need. You don't need to be in that other shop with fucking Van the Tyrant and Charmaine the Musty, you right. and and the Chicago Rillas and their fucking henchmen. Right. You need Windows. to be in a safe, clean, sterile environment so that you can get your head on straight and get your motherfucking bread. He asking for a percentage. But guess what? Over there, to me, it looks like the sky's yeah, the limit. Is. You don't have anything holding you back like idiots in there fighting and not clean. In, in the old nine mag, 10% of zero is zero. So that's that's that. Ain't nobody doing no tattoos in that nasty ass shot. We ain't seen Van or none of them other artists he brought in do shit yet. So that's yeah. why I'm like, I know some of this got to be a hoax. Because that one part where he ain't was like, I'm going to my booth. And he ain't do nothing but going there and lay down on the couch looking like a looking like motherfucking job of the hood. Listen, speaking of Charmaine the Musty. Whoop, whoop, chicken, chicken. First of all, <laughs> who the fuck is cutting Nico hair? 
It is too many black barbers in Chicago for you to be on our TV screen looking the way that you fucking look with that line up. Mm. It looked like somebody, it looked like somebody tried to line you up with an ink pen. You got the Kevin Durant going on. It's real bad. Even the Kevin Durant, it's just he don't have like his hairline looks fucking terrible. A fucking mess. If for and listen, Charmaine, you went and had you went and bought that new ass and all that other shit, and you gaining the weight back, baby. When you get good work, you gotta maintain it. You gotta, you gotta eat work. work. Get in the gym in the gym because last season, the season before that, you was looking the fuck good. This season, you was in that bathing suit, baby, and I was like, uh, okay. She would look like when pancakes get wet. I'm always so maybe it's because of the relationship that I have with my mother and the lack of one that I had with my father, but I've never felt pressure from my parents, my mother specifically, to get married and have children. She never tried to give no nigga the nine degree about it. The the you know what I'm saying? She's never done that. So I'm just totally confused that overgrown ass Charmaine feeling like she need to prep Nico for a talk with her parents, girl. You are too fucking... Get your parents the fuck out your business. And I actually side with Nico. I'm not rushing to marry you. Mm-hmm. They haven't been together that, that long. Right. I thought it was very well, weird. They've been together about two years, but well, still. The thing about that, though, friend, because later in the episode when he talks to the father and he asks for permission, so I'm like, so you did... It, I get it, but then it feels like you kind of were performing. Because if the whole time you was just going to ask her father for permission to marry her anyway, then why the fuck are we going through all these visible changes? Right. Like, just be like, I'm going to do it in my own time and let it be that. Like, you making it seem like you don't want to marry the girl at all. When the whole time you was planning on asking the man for his blessing anyway. So, I mean, to be quite honest, you know, however y'all feel about it. Is valid, but to me, I'm like, you just played in my face. You wasting my fucking time. Right. You're gonna marry you gonna marry the sweaty booty bitch anyway. Mm-hmm. Correct. And you asking her shaft ass daddy for permission. Listen. So why do we even have to go through all this with y'all having that conversation in the hot tub? Only for you to to, to have it be a surprise. Like, why why do we need this? And why do y'all feel like we're that invested in Charmaine's personal life? That's what I really want to know. That's what I would love to know. We literally do not care. We do not care. Outside of Charmaine fucking somebody on the cast, we do not care. And even then. Don't care. Do not. And even then, I I would only care because I want to see the footage so I can see the dicks. Correct. Well... Depending on who it is, because I don't want to see you fuck none of them Chicago real little niggas or Van. So I know all them niggas uncircumcised will smack me. Yeah. Yeah. Cocktail weenies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for Black Ink. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean. That was the last of it. Nothing else really went on. That one girl that worked at the new nine mag, the black one, she should go see a dermatologist with some of that money. Yeah. And consider a hairstyle change. Cause she ain't got no reason to be looking the way she fucking look on every episode. A yeah. whole goddamn mess. So yeah. Brittany, is her name Brittany? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. 
Baby, get it together. Um, Because you look fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got to say about that. And speaking of looking terrible, I'm going to throw it over to Curtis so we could get to Potomac. Because, mm. Yes, yes, yes. So we're going to wrap it up with Real Housewives of Potomac Season 4, Episode 6, Boundaries, Values, and Beignets. Mm. So we start off getting the, the tail end of the argument and uh, between Ashley and Candace, which I mean, basically was mostly Candace just getting red. Uh, but I thought that it was salient that they pointed out that Giselle was the reason that that popped off because she introduced it like you knew you were being messy saying that out loud that Candace felt that way about Ashley and her drinking in front of the group. You wanted mm-hmm. to start some mess and you were successful. Like she always does. Right. And it's just irritating that you don't own it. Like you're a mean girl, but you don't want to own it. That's stupid to me. Cause we see you doing the shit. Like, do you think that you really pulling the wool over our eyes and we seeing something different than what's actually happening? Cause y'all were having a good time until you said that. Right. But anyway, we get through with that. And so the next day, the group splits three ways. So we got Giselle and Candace together, Katie and Ashley together, and then Monique, Robin, and uh, Karen. So Katie and Ashley, they go to a tarot reading. And the practitioner, I guess, I'm not sure what the word is, but we'll go with that. Does the <clears throat> does the whole reading and basically tells Ashley would I mean honestly anybody with sense would probably tell her that the first obstacle to you getting pregnant is you mm. like relax yeah. stop putting so much pressure on yourself and let nature take its course and if it doesn't then you know handle it accordingly but it's like you know you have the ability to get pregnant because you had the miscarriage. And so now let's see what happens. Let's see if if that was a one-off or if that's something that you needs to be addressed. But you constantly stressing out to the point where your hair is falling out is not going to get you pregnant. Probably the opposite, like the guy was saying. Yeah. And so then they went to go get lingerie. And the only thing I have to say about this scene is, is Katie well? No. Like is she is she, no, she's she not. trapped no. in the in the matrix or something? Because that's just how she acts. But then uh, you know, just me being petty, I'm like, you a bold ass bitch to come out with them titties looking like that after Ashley came out with her titties looking the way that they were looking. That's confidence or drunkenness. I'm not sure which. Or bozo this. Well, I mean, that's a given, to be quite honest. Mm. So Robin, Karen, and Monique, they go on like a gator tour. And I was trying to figure out why they sent the pregnant woman in hot ass New Orleans on the gator tour. Yeah, a lot of that was weird. I like, thought that, I that was an Monique interesting choice. Was trying to have a good relationship with the ladies, but child, I wouldn't have been in no hot ass New Orleans heat. Yeah, like around some gators. Like literally, y'all could have had her go meet the mayor I, I i i thought that that was weird but whatever she she agreed to it 
Um, when Karen said that Brutus the alligator was as old as Michael, I hollered. <laughs> yeah, I caught that shade. I mean, she didn't lie. She didn't, but you still have to take it with a grain of salt because you're still wearing that braided wig. So it's just mm. like with yeah. pride too. True. That's True. what really irritates me is is the pride. Um, what else? That's really it. Like I wish they would have fed the gators them weed that wig, but <laughs> that was pretty much it. There was nothing really of consequence. There really was no point in them filming that because they didn't really do anything or talk about anything significant. Nope. Uh, and so then Candace and Giselle they go meet up with her father and they go to the restaurant uh, owned by Leah Chase. And this was especially sad because she literally just died, like a couple weeks away. ago. Yeah, like June first. Um, so it was it was sad, but it was also nice to see her, like to know that she was vibrant and still, you know, running running the restaurant with an iron fist and everything. Like it was nice to see that. Right. Uh, and then we see the let the mayor come in there and. You know, they all kind of get a pep talk and we see that, you know, Giselle and, and Candace, they understand each other a little bit better. They kind of, you know, are discovering some of their similarities and things they have in common. So I was like, okay. This, uh, what really was weird to me is like for as ditzy and dingy as Candace is to find out that she's got a strong background in politics and was part of the Obama administration. Maybe probably not a huge part or a super important part, but a part nonetheless. And she carries on it the way she carries on. I was like, uh Yeah, I think okay. she she's decided that she is going to have this certain persona and for all intent and purposes is really backfiring because 30 plus year old pageant queen no one cares about that literally nobody we sitting up here we've seen you getting run into the ground by your mama and then, then getting red into the ground ladies getting red into the ground so it was i don't know it was weird to me i agree with you on that uh so the next day giselle's dad's birthday so he's turning 80 uh, first and foremost, what the fuck was wrong with Katie? Like, why is she always late to everything? Why do she look like she be doing like hardcore drugs? Like literally, like that room looked like disgusting. Oh, I almost made a very inappropriate joke. I'm not <laughs> gonna do that because I don't, <laughs> I don't need them stands coming from me. God, <laughs> I, I kind of know where you probably was going. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> good luck, everybody. <laughs> fucking draws on Katie. That's what I will say. Girl, why you ain't got your draws on? Ken, Karen was like, girl, go in the bathroom. I don't want to see that. <laughs> and neither do we. We don't want to see that, girl. We already seen your chicken nugget titties, and that was enough. <clears throat> um, The other thing that was enough, why y'all let Karen walk around in that dress with her back fat sitting like a shelf like that? <laughs> why did none of y'all pulled her dress up for her. Right. Mm -hmm. Nobody was like, girl, we need to tuck this in. This is not flattering. Why y'all do Karen like that? Y'all mm. know she don't know no better. Mm. I felt like that was just so disrespectful. Maybe that was penance for the braided wig. 
Okay, but production, you're like, come on, y'all. Come <laughs> on. I can see the rest of the cast letting her go out like that. Well, maybe not Candace. Candace, you should have had your mama's back. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you mean, <laughs> Literally and figuratively. <laughs> but I just thought that that was so disrespectful. So anyway, Ashley apologizes to Monique for being insensitive about her previous miscarriage. You know, it was literally like a I, I didn't understand your journey until I had to walk in your shoes type thing. But I guess it was appreciated nonetheless. We don't often see Ashley backtrack and, you know, learn and grow and apologize like that. So that was nice. I will say I like pregnant Monique. And that's she don't really- irritate me. Yeah, being pregnant, she don't irritate. She can't do shit. So yeah, yeah. you know, she get her little quips in here and there. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's not. She looks absolutely gorgeous. You know, she she's definitely one of the women that glows when they're pregnant. Mm -hmm. And she's out of mess. Yeah, and nobody wants to have mess with her because she's pregnant. Now, I mean, I think later in the, in the season that goes to shit, but I mean, you know, what do you expect? They fight every episode, so right. eventually, you know, somebody... And I think it's Candace and Monique that get into it later in the season, right? Wasn't okay. there Candace when they were, like, outside somewhere and Monique was like, I will drag you? Yeah. And I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. who is you gonna drag and you as pregnant as you are? But I I appreciate the energy. Um, so shout out to Giselle's dad. He 80, still got the moves, you know, so vibrant. Like you can tell he is living his best Giselle life. And I like what, to see that. Giselle, Giselle come from one of them families where everybody fine. Mm-hmm. Like in their heyday, like when they were showing old pictures, I'm like, wow, that's an attractive ass family. Yes. But that begs the question. Is every man that Giselle dated ugly? Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying you got to be with a pretty boy because I know it's a, tons of women that look like Giselle that don't like pretty boys. Cough, cough, Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. girl, mm-hmm. <laughs> at least Beyonce go for rich, ugly. You, what is? What are you doing? You went for Sherman. And that and, nigga that was there in that purple shirt. Like, yeah, I don't know yeah. why y'all was gassing her up about her relationship with Barney, but I'm just like, I guess, girl. I, I guess. I guess. So Candace apologizes to Ashley and says that she would like to be a part of her pregnancy journey. And Ashley was like, uh, pump your brakes. And I didn't understand why Candace took offense to that. Like, you literally was just talking shit about her trying to get pregnant. Now you talk about, well, I'm sorry. I want to be a part of the pre- of the process. Those are stripes that you have to earn, baby. Yeah, pregnancy is far too intimate and strenuous to have motherfuckers around who don't know if they want to be your friend or your enemy. Correct. So I thought that that was super weird. Like, in a way... And then then to go talk to Karen about it. Yeah. And, like, Karen... First of all, I'm so annoyed at them not being... Not understanding time and a place for everything. Y'all are too fucking old to have almost ruined her dad's 80th birthday fucking party. Yep. 
I was so embarrassed for them, and I'm—I don't even know them bitches. Yeah, I wasn't em- embarrassed for them. I was ashamed. Yeah, that is what. Yeah, because that didn't make no fucking sense for y'all. Y'all couldn't even discuss this calmly, or at least be like, "Okay, things are heating up. Let's table it." And honestly, I—I I was surprised Giselle waited as long as she did to step in. Mm-hmm. As soon as y'all, st- as soon as I felt the energy start to shift, I'd have been like, "Nope, y'all not doing this at my daddy birthday party. Fuck both of you bitches. Y'all can get put the fuck out." Right. Yep. Y'all could go wait on the bus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Save that shit for the bus. Don't let the good Lord save that up. shit for Potomac. Don't even do that shit in my city. Listen. Yeah. <clears throat> but I definitely agree. Like y'all, y'all need to move better. That like that didn't even make no sense. And my like, so I I typically am okay with Candace. She's not my favorite, but she's not at the bottom of the barrel for me. Um, but her picking at Ashley when it comes to um something related to her body and her health is very disgusting to me. Mm, There's a yeah. million reasons to dislike Ashley. Do not get me wrong. Um, but Feeling like you are entitled to discuss her pregnancy journey, her conception journey, and things like that, you do not. And you are trash. Just because and, you want to. And imagine doing this with somebody that historically y- y'all are not even friends. Y'all are not that close. And you made a good point in terms of Ashley doesn't respect boundaries with the other women of the group. Um, but your beef with Ashley is so one-sided and forced like to randomly to like to randomly discuss her drinking and it preventing her from getting pregnant and this that and the third not your business not your place ever period and you and Giselle had absolutely no business discussing that y'all got all the ammo in the world to bring Ashley to her knees with Michael's dick sucking ass and you sitting up here talking about her her body and her pregnancy and all get a fucking grip and go handle your mom issues you lashing out at this girl because you can't lash out at your mom the way you want to so I would because I would cut Dorothy nasty ass out Yeah, and somebody said that didn't they Monique, Monique, Monique yeah. said that because Monique was like, I like you, Candace, but you in the wrong here because you are definitely and she was like, I'm no specialist. I'm no doctor, but I can definitely see that you are lashing out and picking a fight because you don't have the wherewithal to pick a fight and tell your mama to go to hell and you taking it out on Ashley. Yep. Now, when Ashley said, you don't waste your precious air that you need to sing. <laughs> listen, <laughs> Ashley was chopping her ass down. And then she's like, don't come for my uterus. I was like, okay, girl. And the fact that you you cannot go toe-to-toe with Ashley. I don't even know why you did this. Poor decision-making. But that seems to be a motif for you, so good luck. And then... And what was, Giselle, what was you smoking that you wanted Ashley to sing, I mean, Candace to sing happy birthday to your daddy with that shaky-ass uh falsetto happy birthday like girl only for ashley from from the pew to try to to jump in and out sing her and i'm like ashley baby that's why when she made that comment about her voice i was like it's funny but girl girl 
because clearly you don't know what your throat sound like. Nothing mm. mm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> work. I mean, Ashley, you really are Millie Vanilli, aren't you? You 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 think that you're doing something that you're not. Mm-hmm. You mm. anyway. So the the next day, the last day, I believe <clears throat> they're gonna go on a steamboat tour. And then they're going to go to Cafe Du Monde and then they're going to get the fuck up out of New Orleans. <clears throat> I felt like they were doing a lot with asking Giselle about that man. Like, I, I don't think it was that salacious or that interesting. Yeah, I, ain't I don't know if y'all were just gassing it up because Sherman done played her to the left so many times and y'all trying to bolster her self-esteem. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what it came across like some, uh, you know, sisterhood of the traveling bitches, like <laughs> trying to gas her up. Like you still desirable. Don't worry about Sherman. You know, giving you the cold shoulder. <laughs> sisterhood of the traveling menopause. <laughs> <laughs> sisterhood of the traveling tragic ass wigs. God damn. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I thought that that was weird. Cause I was like, I mean, like that man wasn't even like fine, fine for y'all to be doing all that. Like if Giselle, her, if her ex had been a man, like, I don't know, like Kenya Moore's husband, when we saw him for the first time, I might be able to see y'all asking a bunch of questions, but for y'all to be doing all that for black Dilbert, I didn't get that at all. Poor nigga that looked like he worked at the post office. Nigga shaped like the post office. That too. But I mean, if that's what Giselle like, that's what she like. I mean, she definitely has a type. <clears throat> yeah, she does have a type. Awful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then Monique goes back to the hotel room because she was out there doing way too fucking much with her pregnant ass. I don't know why y'all kept having her do all that in that heat. Like maybe if it wasn't so hot, she would have been able to do it, but around the time it looks like y'all were in New Orleans, it probably was pretty hot, warm and humid. So definitely looked like it was hell degrees out there. It did. So she goes back to the hotel. They go to they go on to Cafe de Monde. They order beignets because that's what the place is known for. The beignets are good. I've had them. Um, Giselle orders her hot chocolate. And I watched this scene carefully and I don't know what the fuck Karen had going on. Like all of the salient points that she has had in regards to Giselle this whole time, only for her to turn around and do the same bozo ass shit. Yeah. That Giselle has been doing, getting in her business, asking her too many questions and balking at her when she sets boundaries. Like you literally just did the same thing. Only for you to turn around and not respect the boundaries that Giselle wants to place about you asking her questions. Now, was Giselle being petty in it? Yes. But you got to take her at face value because you've been handling her with kid gloves the whole season. You can't turn around and not get mad because she don't want to answer your questions. Start talking to her crazy. Where was all this Karen when Giselle was had them motherfucking T-shirts and shit? Mm. Make fun of you and 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 Sherman. Is it? No, not Sherman. What's Ray? Ray. Ray. Just, I mean, it, and the, the part that killed me is that Karen is the oldest in the group. Yeah, mm-hmm. you should be moving differently. 
Yes. Right. I'm not about to let no bitch younger than me get under my skin. Right. And I mean that. Like me today, right now, a, a 25 year old, a 20 year old, an 18 year old can't get under my skin. Okay, you talking shit. Congrats. Because when Giselle was started telling Karen, like, please don't ask me no more questions. I'm not answering. I'm not doing. It. I peeped that Giselle was being petty. So Karen should have had enough wearing thought of people too and be like, okay, girl, and finish eating her beignets and going about her day. Girl, I'm not like, gonna go tip for tat with you because you mad that you can't be in my business. Yeah, I feel like Karen was, I guess, trying to get 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 back, but it's like you've you been handling Giselle. Right. You look the fuck dumb because you you look like a fool when you stoop to the level of fools. And that's what I felt like she was doing. She was like, oh, so you don't treat me like this. This is my opportunity to get get back. But you make yourself look the fuck stupid. The get back is paying Giselle dust. Yeah, that's the get back. When you do when you do what she do, you look just the fuck stupid like she do. But you look even worse because you have you have the high ground. Yeah. And you chose to stoop to the low ground. And at the end of the day, because I just looked it up, Giselle is older than I thought she was. Giselle, oh, you are pushing 50. Mm. You should be moving a lot different yourself. Karen, you pushing 60. Mm. Mm. So I don't even need to re reiterate what my friends have already said. I'm just going to put that, that maraschino cherry on top of that. Y'all are both too fucking old for this shit. Correct. But Giselle handled, I, you know, I didn't have a problem with how Giselle handled it. She's like, you're not about to take me out of my element while I'm sitting here trying to enjoy my beignets in my city. Quote, unquote. <clears throat> you can sit here yelling and screaming, thinking you checking me. Because it's not, is it really a check if the other person is not saying anything back? Nope. Like, you stay in your fucking place. And where was all this energy when Ashley was dragging your ass to and from all last season? Mm. where was the energy karen and now giselle because giselle is not engaging you the way you want her to even though when the shoe is on the other foot you don't want her badgering you about it you can't handle it so you can dish it but you can't take it mm -hmm. get the fuck out of here karen you got a whole lot of fucking nerve and that says a lot because i don't hate Giselle but Giselle presents nothing to go up for so the fact that we have to defend Giselle girl it's an extra fuck you it's an extra help in the fuck you fuck right. you helper and, and another fuck you for that goddamn braided wig that you are rocking proudly and I'm just like why do y'all play like that lady is old enough to be y'all grandma <laughs> why do y'all play her like that Nobody gonna take gonna take Mima aside and be like, Mima, you ain't supposed to braid the wig. Let's take that apart, baby. We can take it apart, get you like a a scarf or something if you just want it up and out of out of your head, out of your face. But you're not supposed to braid the wig, baby. It looks bad. But I think that was it. You know, like I said, just, I mean, uh, Karen just wanted to fight with Giselle for whatever reason. Like, you spent the whole trip on some Zen shit, and I'm grieving, and I don't want to spend time around y'all for too long and loud situations and all that kind of all, all for you to wait till the last day to show your fucking ass. Why? But we shall see. I'm looking forward to Monique and Candace getting into it. So. Same. 
Um, and I'm I'm also looking forward to knowing the final tally of how much money Robin wasted trying to renovate that house because they are on month 10 and it's still nowhere near completion. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we'll oh. see what else happens. Mm-hmm. And I want to see um maybe it's the episode coming up, but I saw a lot of talk on Twitter this past week about Candace getting into it with her mom and her mom hitting her in the face with like a purse or something. Oh, shit. Right. So I think that's coming up too. So (laughs) Potomac has given us a lot already and there's a lot to come. There's a lot Mm -hmm. in store. And we will be here to cover it. I think that's it for this episode. Y'all got anything else? No, I'm good. I'm good. Enjoy, niggas. Yes. Well, the usual spiel ratchet ramblings pod on all social media that is our official hashtag you can get official merch by going to flawlessnoises.com slash store we do have two ratchet ramblings designs we have the throw hands not drinks design and just the show logo design so please go ahead and pick up one of those if you want some bonus content from us or one of the other hosts on the network then please head on over to our patreon we have bonus content that is completely unique is not the same thing or continuations of what you hear on the free shows it is all new content and at the five dollar level you get about three to five shows a month um at the ten dollar level you'll get the weekly wind down with candace and myself plus video content and this month we have the candid close-ups with michael and candace coming out so you'll get to learn a little bit more about your favorite married couple on flawless noises media yes so patreon.com slash flawless noises that's where you can go to sign up for that uh, you can also go to our website, flawlessnoises.com slash support if you just want to donate. And if you don't want to do any of those things because we know how it is, all right, and nobody got no money out here for real, for real, then just make sure you subscribe to our shows. Give them a spin. Uh, word of mouth is still the best way to help us out so tell someone about it and if you haven't already go leave us a five-star rating on apple podcasts all of those things are free they don't take up much time and they are a huge way to support us here at flawless noises we have uh some things in the works that we want to do but we need your continued support to be able to pull it off so Please stick around. And the thing I want to I want to introduce before we get out of here, if you guys have feedback, like if you are a fan of the new format of the show, you know, we're kind of letting each of us. I don't know if y'all picked. I hope y'all picked up on it. But, you know, we're all kind of doing our own thing and and bringing it together on the show instead of me doing all the jaw jacking because, listen, niggas tired. Okay, I'll be tired. I was like, these freeloaders got to (laughs) work. Come on, Shane Curtis. That's right. When I listen, when I say jump, you should have jumped yesterday. And that's that on that. But not for real. I'm no van. And uh <laughs> that's it. Y'all, so 
check us out. Thank you for the continued support, and we'll see y'all next week.